Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Spark Connections. I'm your host, Stefan. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different than what you've heard in the past. Uh, In the past, we've been talking about, I guess the word that I'll use is adventures, you know, journeys, things where we look through the tech industry, talk about how people ended up there, what they do, talk about some passion, some really cool things. But one thing that's really been weighing on me over the past week is the things that are going on in the Asian community, the hate, the violence, the murders, and what that looks like for individuals who are experiencing it. So the plan for this episode was to bring my friend Kat on here and talk to her about her experience. But now I really want to talk about what's going on in her community, how it affects her, how it affects others within her community and what that looks like. So we'll be unpacking that. Fair warning before we get too deep into this, we're talking about human issues, a human rights issue. That means it can get passionate. It can get upsetting in some cases. So this is what I'll call your, I guess, censor or spoiler warning. If it's something you're uncomfortable hearing or uncomfortable talking about, I'm going to make the, I guess, suggestion right now, probably don't go on with the rest of this episode. If it's something that you think you can stomach, understand things may get a little, we'll use the word raunchy from here on out. And with that, Kat, I'm so glad you're here today. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Anytime, anytime. I I know that I know you and I have like hit and missed each other a couple of times, but I'm always happy to one talk to you, have you around, and support you. So I'm really glad you're here. Where do we even start? I don't. I know, right? Where do you start? (laughs) (laughs) So let's let's just kind of let's just kind of you know rewind a little bit. Um, You know, I think anyone who knows you really well knows the journey that you've been experiencing. Um, I don't want to use the word catalog, but just keeping us updated through tech Twitter on just the, the bad experience you've had trying to get into tech and, you know, what frustrates me and what I, I like really try to work through and understand and let go of is like all these people who, Hey, I support you. I'm, I'm, I'm totally behind you until it comes to being behind you. Uh huh. It was so, like. It's like, what do you mean by support me? (laughs) Yeah, like when I think of support, I think of like, okay, I have this person who's got me. If something happens, like, like my sister and I have this saying, we've had it since we were kids and we call it like ride or die. And it just means like, I got you no matter what. Like, if we got to do something crazy, I'm not asking any questions. We're just doing it. If it's going to cost us something, like, I just got you. That's the way I think of it. And I just don't see it. I just don't see it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know I have like a bunch of friends like you. I mean, you you tried. Even you tried to get me a job. And like, <laughs> it's not that y'all failed. It's more like the system failed me. There's several people, Chloe Condon and Kim. Um, oh my goodness. What? Katie Code. I forgot her last name. But anyways, she tried. Yeah, there's so many people that have tried, and I've tried. I made it to several last, like, last rounds, and I just couldn't cut it. Uh, I mean, it. I guess, I think for one of them, uh, it was just right down to, like, the grain of it. You know, I knew more Next.js, and they wanted somebody with more Gatsby experience, but I think they picked somebody with less React 
um, subset experience. So I was just like, what is this? <laughs> it's like, so did you not want my knowledge or did you not want me? What's yeah, for the real. problem here? Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've looked at that and, you know, there was a post you put up a while back and it talked about um, culture and like culture fit. And one of the things that I've been challenging the idea of when I'm talking to individuals is culture fit versus culture ad. And yes, of course, I get it. You want to make sure that the person you hire isn't going to come in here and wreck havoc. But at the same time, though, are you open to someone who's going to come in here and say, hey, the way you guys are operating, nah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that that was it. You know, they they see my posts and then they're, and you know, how the people are like, the tone police people who are like, hey, uh, you should calm down. I'm like, hell no. <laughs> Every time I see someone telling you, like, hey, you're never going to get hired with that attitude, I'm like, good. Do not let her get hired with that attitude because, like, that's her. That's who she is. If you don't want to bring her on the state that she's in, it's better. It's almost, there are times where, like, I'm almost grateful that you've said, that, like, you've said, like, hey, you know, this company decided not to bring me on because, like, I couldn't imagine being in a space where you're being who you are and they're like, mm, can you just, you're, you're on a 10. Can you be a little less you? <laughs> yeah. I've done that so many times. Yeah. I'm like done. I'm done with not, or well, I'm more done with, I guess, not being myself for like hiding who I am. Like I've honestly tried to um, mask my personality, but I just, I'm not, I am not calm, man. <laughs> I'm so not calm. <laughs> and that's okay. Like, you know, one of the things I was, um, I, I was talking to someone um, and we were talking about like how people experience and how they deal with trauma. And um, I used you as an example. And I was like, the way this person, they didn't know who you were, like the way this person like deals with their trauma and their experiences, that's okay. That's just as okay as the person who like, is like doesn't freak out and is super calm and can keep a level head like trauma affects us all differently and and we can't police that like we cannot police it mm -hmm. and it's like i've been doing the whole play nice or you know keep calm thing for the longest time like i've said several times i'm like i've been nice for four and a half years like i'm done being nice if you can't accept me for who I am and what I stand for, then I should not be working for you and you should not be running a business. <laughs> and, and you want to know what, like, I think that's the, that's the part that people don't want to get is when, when I bring some, when I bring someone on or when I choose that I want to bring on this employee and I have the, and I, and I understand who they are and where they are. If I'm not in a place to support them, I should be respectful enough to say, Hey, it's not you, it's us. We can't, we're not ready for where you're at right now. If we bring you in, you will not have a good experience. It's oh, yeah. okay to say that. I think so many places are afraid to take that ownership. Yeah, I know. Like, there are so many places who, that are like, yeah, sure, we're, we're beginner friendly. We're entry level friendly. And then they just kind of bombard the poor entry level person. And then they blame this entry level person for not keeping up. Like, have you been following Kate? Uh, uh, what was her name? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yes, so like twice now, she's been like going through the ringer. And it's not her fault. It's the companies who are just like, 
do this. And she's like, but that's way out of my scope. And they're like, whatever, do this. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things that, um, you know, as I, I was, as I built out teams in the past and I've hired for teams in the past, I've, I've always been very mindful of that of saying, hey, you know, do I think you can do the job? Yes, it's not about doing the job. But when we talk about being able to, what, what the scale up and skill up looks like, if, if it's not right, for them at that time, it's okay. Hey, it's not It's not that you're a bad person. It's not that you're a bad developer. If I put you in this role, you will fail. I refuse to set people up for failure. And people just don't know. Oh, my God. And people's excuses are just like, well, I did this. Why can't they? And it's like, they're, they're not you, first of all. <laughs> I um, was laughing the other day. So I'm a back-end developer just by nature. I used to think that I was full stack. I'm really like back-end developer who knows enough JavaScript to be, to call myself dangerous. And um, so I was, I was working on, I was working on something um, with, with someone and, and they put up a, a, a tweet later on and said, Hey, I did this, yada, yada, yada. And someone jumped on and immediately was just like, that's so easy. You, you know, it took me this long to learn that. And I'm like, Hey, First of all, you're making me feel dumb too because it took me like a year to learn that. So screw you. Um, Second of all, like their process is not your process. Like just because you learned it super fast, congratulations, congratulations. So now that you've made them feel bad, would you like a cookie, a medal, a brick to the face? Which one? I'm good for all. I'm good for all of them. (laughs) Would you like a brick to the face? I'm gonna use that sometime. I'm willing to throw a brick. I have some spare ones. I'll throw a brick because it, 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 there's just I never see a need to 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 make someone feel bad in that space. And whenever I see someone who said, "Hey, I I took the time to learn that," so I, I'll you know be a little vulnerable here. So I was a very bad student growing up. Um, I was a terrible student. Just I just wasn't good at it. I just wasn't good at studenting. Um, I think they call it schooling, but I'm just going to use studenting because that, yeah. that makes it better for me. Um, that, makes, was, that makes more sense because, like, schooling is such a joke, man. I'm a terrible but, student, too. It's cool. <laughs> like, yeah, I was just bad at studenting. And I remember, like, all the teachers who, like, just got down on me for it. And, like, hey, we don't all learn the same. It wasn't that I was dumb. I picked up things. I learned them just not the same way as everyone else. And they couldn't adapt to that. And, and just because it took me longer to do something like, okay, fine. I'm bad at math, but like, I'm correcting your English. So what's up? Yeah. (laughs) It's like people are different and we're not, we're not robots. Although, you know what I've noticed, I was looking back at um, some of my blog posts on, on dev two. And one of my questions was, how do you think like a computer? I don't understand this. Like I've been in this, I've been trying to become a developer. Everybody's saying, think like a computer. And it's like, how, what does that mean? And people just give me these weird answers. Beep, boop, 01010101 <laughs> along the lines of that. And it's just like, yeah, no, I'm not a computer, y'all. <laughs> Why would you do this? <laughs> and I think there are different types of developers, right? So there's like, I'm a very analytical thinker. So, you know, that back end comes naturally to me. So I can think in like those chunks that um, you need to, to, to work in that space. Put me on a front end project and I will like cry. All front end code is the equivalent of the stick figure as far as oh. I'm concerned. <laughs> it's, just, I'm not, it's just not my forte. And I know that, right? Like you tell me to whip up a back end API, I'll see you in 20 minutes. But like you tell me, hey, I need you to make a beautiful, like, 
beautiful UI front end for this. Okay. Let me just call somebody real quick. <laughs> Help. Hey, all my code newbie beginner friends who don't think your code is good enough, you can code around me in this space. I will pay you for this. <laughs> uh, if only there were more people like you. <laughs> it's it's just a, it's just a reality I think that we have to we have to come to and come to accept. And I think if people were more honest about where they are instead of like this mask or you know like you said hiding who they are to for whatever reason they think is you know valuable, we'd be in a much better space. I want to transition topic just a tiny bit. So <laughs> you know. I have been, I, I, while I'm not someone who is of Asian descent, at least to my knowledge, I don't know. My family did crazy things. Um, like, <laughs> to the best of my knowledge, I'm not of Asian descent. But, you know, I, I have just really felt my heart has gone out for the past, I would say, oh, well over a year um, for the Asian community from, you know, all the insults and, and slang that we've heard thrown out from, you know, the Chinese virus, to the Asian virus to, you know, all these terrible things we've heard directed at, um, directed at the Asian community, the, the attacks um, the violence, the the blame, all just all of it, every single bit of it. My heart has gone out. I'm trying not to cry. I'm not like a crier, but like it's just really like it really gets to me. Um, it's tough, yeah. Because because as a person of color, like as a black man, I, I get it. Not you know not and not to ever compare like make them the same, but like I get it. And um, you know when I think about that, I think about the attacks that happened, the, the attack that happened last week in Atlanta, and all that's led up to that. And I just, I just don't, um, I don't, and, and you know, I don't want to say I don't understand because I do, um, but I just, I, I struggle with the idea that we continue to have this sense of, um, I think I'll start off the call a little bit by talking about this, but this sense of like fake allyship. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I'll just, I'll just kind of open it there. The sense of like fake allyship with the community of saying, hey, yeah, I support you. I got your back. And then I think of, I'm sure you've seen the meme of um, from WandaVision where it's like Agnes with like the, her mouth the winky open, face. The wink. Yeah, that's yeah, what I, I see. That. I got your back. Wink. Wink. Like, what do they even mean by that? You know, like, what's the, what's the, um, uh, well, what, what's the, I want to say border or limit on got my back because now I feel like I need to do everything on my own, you know? And now I'm like kind of paranoid about all of my family members being out there slowly getting out there because everybody's now vaccinated or on their way to being completely vaccinated. And they're just like, Hey, I'm gonna go out. And I'm like, no, please don't. Nobody's going to help you. <laughs> Well, I, you know, I think about, I've thought about you and I think I reached out to you the next day. Um, but like I, all, anyone who I, so anyone who I know who's like Asian in general, I just fear for them. But then I think about like, you live in, like you live in California. Mm -hmm. Do you, if I were you, I wouldn't leave my house. Um, yeah, for real. <laughs> Like how, how, like, let's talk through that a little bit. Like, how is that? And, and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll stay as comfortable as you're, as you're cool with. How is that affecting you? Like leaving the house, doing groceries, doing like normal stuff. What does that look like for you? Um, I haven't left the house much since quarantine started last year, but if I got dragged out by my fiance, um, I am always like on the lookout for people like sus people. And this is actually, um, what, because 
I was trained in Filipino martial arts and Krav Maga. Like I'm always on the lookout for people who are just suspicious and dangerous and stuff. Like there was one thing, uh, there was one, uh, one time I was in the city. This was after a company or a team dinner. Um, and I was, I had to drive in, Ugh. uh, I was walking to my car and I see this homeless person harassing these two Asian kids um, or this this Asian couple uh, outside of a, re- a tiny, tiny restaurant. And the people, the concierge at the front are not doing anything, but the this guy is just harassing them. So I just pretended to know the couple saying like, oh, hey, you guys, thanks for waiting for me. I'm so, so sorry. And then he started to target me. And that's exactly what I wanted. And so I, I led him away from the couple. And then he actually, this kind of turned around really weird. Um, he started, this is a, a mixed man. He was, he, he's half black, half white. This is what he told me. But his best friends and uh, um, uh, but, but his best friends from high school were Filipino. So he started cursing at me in Tagalog. And I was like, whoa, wait, hold on, sir. Wait how did you learn Tagalog? <laughs> and another thing, how did you know I was Filipino? <laughs> and then man. he like kind of softened up. And I was like, your Tagalog's really good, man. And so like, even though, you know, I don't even know why this guy was harassing them, maybe for money, maybe for food or something, but they were just trying to ignore him. and. You know, what I'm trying to get at is I know what I I can do on the street. I'm not afraid. I'm more afraid of getting sick. I don't know how to defend against that other than wash my hands. <laughs> so so, so real I'm quick okay, recap for but everyone. everybody else, probably not. <laughs> real quick, re- real quick recap for everyone. Kat is a living weapon. She already, You don't even know what she's capable of. She just described part of it for us, but you guys don't even know. But in a more, in a much more like literal sense, in a, in a more serious sense, like the fact that that's how you have to think to step out of the house is like we should not be comfortable with that. And I feel that now I'm, you know, as, uh, I'm always on edge. I do not have any other training that you have, so I just have to, you know, I just have to look like don't mess with me. Um, but like I, very intentionally, when I walk out of the house, like I know depending on where I'm going. I dress a certain way. So like, I usually make sure that um, I wear my glasses. So I, I, I need them at night, but I usually wear my glasses to make sure that I look less threatening. Um, yeah. If I'm wearing a hoodie, I tuck my hood down so that it doesn't appear in the back of my neck. So I don't look a certain way. If I'm wearing a hat, I'll take it off while I'm driving. So like, they're very intentional ways that I act much like you to make sure that I look less threatening, hope, hoping for the fact that someone won't bother me. Yeah. And for me, you know, as I'm assigned female at birth, I'm a woman. I had to identify as a woman. Um, I have to look intimidating. So I'm always frowning. And if somebody's saying, oh, you should smile more, I honestly just ignore them. Or I do the middle finger thing and push up the corners of my mouth and I'm like, happy? And then walk away. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the other things I'm thinking about, or I just, you know, just kind of hit me now is the blame that was pushed around, especially within the U.S. by the, you know, sitting president at the time, um, you know, blaming, blaming the, the, the origins of the virus from, from, you know, on China, 
Um, and one of the things, I don't know if you guys saw this in um, California, but I know here in, in New York state, um, like basically Asian restaurants, almost there, there are a number of them that went out of business. They just, mm -hmm. because people just stopped supporting them. Um, mm -hmm. Did you, did you guys see something similar like that? Yeah, definitely. A lot of the local restaurants were shut down because, well, not only is the economy shit, <laughs> um, there's a lot of uh, Japantown, like classic Japantown places, restaurants especially, that have shut down because of racism. And, like, it's, it's heartbreaking for one. And, like, you know shoot now i'm like hella sad because it's like my friends and i were like when this is over we're gonna go on the bridge on the bridge might not even be there anymore or like you know pika pika this photo place it's not there anymore we can't take pictures at our our usual spot we've been going to for 10 freaking years ever since we met at uh san francisco state so it's just so heartbreaking like why would you <sighs> Why, why is race and racism in this? Like, it's because people are just freaking dirty. <laughs> like, people, humanity, just freaking gross. <laughs> so I just think that's it. <laughs> my, that's been my thing. People are like, oh, do you want to go to a restaurant? No, people are gross. People aren't. Mm -hmm. People people aren't clean. Like, I, so we're in the midst of a pandemic. I um, abhor with a very, very, like, huge passion of public restrooms. I was in the store the other day picking up some groceries for the house. I, you know, I usually try and do that. And um, so I step in and I, I, that, I just, I needed to wash my hands. I just felt like I needed to wash my hands. Um, and I go in the bathroom, wash my hands. And the person like had used the bathroom and then just walked out and didn't wash their hands. And I'm like, we're in a pandemic and you're this gross. So how gross are you pre-pandemic? Like, did you, when's the last time you showered? You. <laughs> like, come on guys. Come on y'all. You'll be better than this. Right. Please be better than this. <laughs> it's it's so sad. It's so sad, and I, you know my heart really breaks for the Asian community. I've, I've tried to be a supporter and an ally, um, and being someone of color, like and someone of color who's very passionate about diversity, inclusion, and belonging. You know, I know what allyship looks like. So I've stood up in a room even recently and said, "Hey, this isn't right," um, or "Hey, what you said was insulting," or hmm, "I know you meant that to be funny, but it's it's not, and I don't like that." Um, yeah. Even though it wasn't about, you know, my community. Um, but then I even look at, um, I think we struggle with understanding what allyship is and realizing, especially for people who are not of the suffering group, understanding like, I don't, allyship isn't that I need you to speak for me. Allyship is I need you to shut everybody up and make sure that I can talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And the people with, I guess power or like privilege also just really need to shut up <laughs> they really do like i've heard enough of you bob like for real this is also a subtweet <laughs> you know i love those default it's it's i was just talking to my wife the other day and i um so I by, I by no means mean to insult when I say this, but I think of like those default names that we think of. Um, and I was laughing at, so there was a group of friends that I used to hang out with and there was a, a white guy who hung out with him and I forgot his name. And for like a year, I just called this dude Keith. <laughs> that was not his name. Not at all. But he answered to it. 
And like finally, like, and none of us heard, and the problem was like after I started doing it, everyone started calling him that. So we all forgot his real legal name. Oh, so no. <laughs> we had a new friend join the group um, who was who was of color. And we're like, yo, you have to ask him because we can't. Because we've been friends with this dude for a year. So, like, we can't ask him what his name is. And so, finally, he comes back and goes, oh, yeah, his name's Andy. Like, his name was Andrew. And I'm like, oh, man. Hell didn't he say anything? For a whole year. But it was, like, just that default kind of, like, that default kind of, like, white name. So, when you said Bob, I'm like, Bob, Keith, Chad. Oh, Chad. (laughs) Oh, Chad. (laughs) <laughs> oh totally <laughs> I just, oh my god it's hella funny though like because you know uh i mean have you been seeing all of this uncle bob stuff a little There's bit a yeah. Little bit. yeah yeah notorious unfortunately <laughs> i just i just don't understand and i mean and again it's not that i don't understand but i it, it's just astounding the treatment the treatment i see of 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 a number of individuals inside our community. Um, I again, as I continue to say, my heart goes out for the Asian community. And, and so, one of the things I've been starting to get educated about. Uh, one of one of my friends is Korean, and she's been educating me on like even within, which I didn't know this was a thing. Even within the Asian community, it's like we're about to get really real here. Like even within the Asian community, like there's disparity between like those who those who I guess are the more Asian looking and by that, you know, I think kind of like the people who, who I, are a little bit lighter in color, um, you know, not necessarily yellow, but pale. Um, and then, you know, she was talking about like how bad Filipino people get treated. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah. wait, so you're Asian and you're brown. And that's, yeah, like. Yeah, it's the worst. <laughs> it's basically the worst. Um, I know the first time I saw you said that, I was like, is that a thing? And then I started Googling around. I'm like, oh, God, this is a thing. Oh, it's a huge thing. <laughs> it is a very bad thing. Um, <laughs> and that's why, like, that I used to, like, hate myself even more than I do now. <laughs> um, I, I, my mom would always shove papaya soap into my hands and would say, would just throw a fit if I come home two shades darker than I did <laughs> um, in the morning. Um, we are, Filipinos are in a weird space where we don't even have, like, I've, I've read a a bunch of books, like, by Dr. E.J. David, um, he's also Filipino, um, about, uh, his book is called Brown Skin, White Minds, or White Minds, Brown Skin, something like that. Great book. And I, I highly recommend it. Absolutely. But it just... It's 500 plus years of colonialism, basically, telling us we're ugly, we're quote unquote savage, we're uncivilized, and our beautiful tattoos that used to cover our body that, that our bodies that symbolize strength and achievement and wisdom and all of the things that make up a person, you know, they say, oh, it's evil. It's not what God wants. Why don't you want the body that God gave you? You know, freaking Spanish Catholics. <laughs> um, so we have 500 plus years of self-hatred internalized. And I guess I'm like wondering, this is super off tan- a tangent, but like I'm wondering if this self-hatred is kind of a biological thing 
you know, with psychology and all of that. But anyways, um, I digress. <laughs> uh, I remember this stand-up set by, um, what's her name? What's that actress? She's uh, she's a comedian. Um, always be my maybe. What is her name? Oh, my God. Is it Amy Schumer? No, she's Asian. Good. Oh, God, hell no. <laughs> um, something... God, I know, I now need to look it up. Be right back and look this up. Uh, always be my maybe. So yeah, just while while you're looking that up, so I think about um, you know, you, you said something that I think is is really key, and I just want to touch on a little bit more is this idea, and it is a truly an idea of why we, and I say we as people of color, really struggle with identity more so than those who who are not of color. Um, do and I think the reason is because is we're we're born into a society that everything we're taught, everything that we know about ourselves, they teach us the opposite or directly conflicts with who we are. Um, so you know, we 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 talk about um, we talk about like being proud of ourselves and being proud of our accomplishments, but society teaches us that like if it's white, it's all right. If it's black or you know has a color, send it back. Right. Like, and that's, and they don't say that, right. Like they're not going to say it as plainly as that, but like, that's what they mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. The whole, the whole thing about like, I remember in the nineties, it was like, oh, your hair should be straight and flat. And here I am with wavy, thick ass hair being like, oh shit, I'm not cute. I got to fix this. And then I would like beg my mom, please take me to the salon and uh, straighten my hair. Because this won't work. <laughs> um, oh, Ali Wong. Okay, so um, Ali Wong's set where she says that um, she's part, what was it, part Vietnamese, part Chinese, and her husband is part Japanese and part Filipino. And... The way she said it, I mean, I shouldn't be offended or whatever, but she was saying, we're part fancy Asian and part jungle Asian. Ouch. Yeah. That hurt me all the way down in my soul. Right? So I'm like, wow, how does it feel being 100% jungle Asian? You know what? I'm going to own it. I know how to use a sword. I'll lop your head off. I think, you know, I, I think about like the, what I was reading, I was watching this thing on the History Channel and I reading a book and I wish, if I remember the name of it, I'll post it along with, um, along with the description where um, this, this uh, African researcher was talking about how the darker, um, he was doing a bunch of research and he had been doing it over the last 20 years and basically said like the darker that someone's skin is, the more of a threat, more uncivilized, more unintelligent. Um, we can keep going, but I think everyone, I think you get the point of like, that's just, that's how they're perceived. So the darker your skin is, the more not socially acceptable you appear to be. Um, and that's regardless of what cult of any culture. So, um, whether it's, you know, whether you're a darker Asian, a darker person, um, a darker person of color, even in some of the Middle Eastern cultures, um, it's, it's perceived some perceived very similarly. Um, and even in, in the Latino um, and Latinx cultures, um, there, there's some of that in there as well. And, uh, you know, it's, it's funny. Um, I, I, he then went on to, you know, 
just say like it, it, it's so interesting that people you know feel that way when the reality is that white is a genetic accident um <laughs> just, just being realistic just being very honest like everyone looked like us looked like you and me both very brown um and even us like even our skin color so I, i've seen enough um i've seen enough pictures of you and, and and like of my skin color like our skin color is also like not it's a genetic it was a genetic defect that's how we came to be right even how liked we are um so so it's just very interesting people talk about how you know poor we might look or how we're you know jungle creatures or whatever you know whatever that looks like um or uncivilized i hate hearing like third world third world country drives me up a wall yeah for real oh my god like what is a third world country what is a third world what is third world? I just keep on thinking like, you know, what's it called? Sci-fi. That's a third world. Right. Literally. Right. Are we going into another dimension? So you can time travel or you have like light travel. That's what you mean. So we're going to go to another world that's not this one because third world is just so it, it, it's offensive, right? It's an, it's offensive. Like, you know, when I see people who um, say, oh, first world problems, like, Oh, I broke my phone. First world problems. Do you think that people in other countries don't have phones? Is that right. what you believe? Because like they do. Fun fact. Fun fact. Androids are the most popular or the most prevalent around the world because everybody can afford, they can afford an Android and not an iPhone. Right. And yet people only design for iPhones, which is why. <laughs> I, so I, I spent, um, I spent some time uh, working at Apple Retail um, back in, uh, what year was it, 2013? Yeah, 2013. So I worked there for about um, two and a half, three years. And I remember that being a conversation of, well, well, well app, you know, Apple just works. And, you know, yeah, that's fine. But, you know, again, it, it kind of conforms to that, to that elitist, to that white, to that um, high end, to that mentality of, well, this thing is better. And the reason why it's better is because it's, you know, it, it carries the same characteristics of it's better because you name the reasons. Um, and usually, and, and honestly, really, it's better because people who are, not to say that people of color don't like iPhones, I don't want to make that postulation, but um, it's better because, you know, some, some, some white man, some old white dude who, you know, I, as much as I love Apple, I go on the record and say that I do not think Steve Jobs is a very nice person. No, he um, is not. I read his book. <laughs> I read his. I read his. I watched the movie. He was not a very nice person um, because some white dude got up and said, "Hey, this is why this thing is the most amazing." The world was like, "Yes, take my hundreds of thousands of dollars for this device," mm -hmm. and that's why it's better. Because some white dude. It's always like that. It's some white dude. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's very, I don't know. It's, it's very troubling. It's very heartbreaking. It's so sad to see what's going on right now. Um, it, you know, I, I just want to continue to say my heart really goes out to those in the Asian community. And um, one, you know, by the time you hear this, hopefully I'll have this up relatively soon. Um, but by the time you hear this, I, you know, I want you to know that myself, if you're, if you're looking for me, um, you should already know who I am, but if you don't by this point, feel free, jump on Twitter. Um, you know, I'm, I'm happy to listen. I'm happy to listen. I'm happy to chat. I'm happy to, to have a conversation. Um, I know that some people are just really going through right now. Um, and I couldn't imagine 
I, I can't imagine, but you know, when an attack happens in a community so quickly, um, so quickly to a community that's been essentially terrorized. Um, I think I just read something and I'm not, and you know, what is it like 70% of statistics are all made up, but I read something that said that, like, <laughs> attacks on the Asian community have increased um, something like 2000% over, which I, I, again, I think that might be a little bit exaggerated. I saw one that would, seemed a little more accurate that was like 275. Um, but like any amount of increase is too much. Um, yeah. Anyway. I didn't mean to laugh, but the thing is like the, the irony and 70% of statistics are wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> second that might be wrong too oh god <laughs> you want to know what just just google it let me let's google it let's just google, let me google that for you and whatever google says we'll go with but you know the reality is is that um you know i i, I just continue to encourage i you know i just want to continue to encourage everyone who's listening and you know if you're struggling talk to someone please do not keep it in um yeah don't keep it in it, it, that's not yeah. a safe space to be. You get into a bad, you get in a bad mental space because of that. Absolutely, as somebody who like went through that, like, oh man, internalizing things, it just makes it worse. It really does. And I'm so happy to have you as a friend that's like available to talk to. But then again, like as somebody who has depression, um, sometimes I just don't want to talk, and I just do in it, you know. And then sleep. And sometimes people just can't get out of it. So if it hurts that badly, I think, you know, you can reach out to Stefan, reach out to me even. Like, I'm also here for you, you know? Well, you know, I'll, I just annoy you until you finally answer me. I just keep poking. I just keep poking away until I'm like, you're, you're, I, I know you're not doing too hot right now. You're going to answer. I just need to know that, like, I need to know that you're okay. Like, and I know you're not okay, but like, I need to know that you're at least like. Alive? The, the, yeah, like the first okay. Like not okay, okay, but like I need the first okay that you're there. Okay. Um, yeah, right, like that. And by the way, can I just say, I, now I'm not a cat person. I'm also allergic, but flower. That's okay. <laughs> Man. But flower. <laughs> oh, flower. Oh, baby. Oh no, she's, she's just sleeping. I love her. She's so sweet. Every time I see a picture, I'm just like, I don't like, I'm not a cat guy, but I don't dislike that cat. She is a baby. Holy crap. I feel like she's talking to my former cat's ghost. Um, there was one time she like woke me up by just stepping all over my chest. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I thought Felicia was back because Felicia used to do that. <laughs> Um, for a little bit, I, I, when I had my apartment, I had a dog, um, and, he's, and he was hit by a car and killed, unfortunately. Oh. But I remember like immediately after that happened that night, I was used to him. So he, in the middle of the night, um, I, my, at some point my arm ends up off hanging off the bed. It just does. I don't know why. And he would wake up and just lick my hand. He didn't want anything. He just wanted to lick my hand. So I'd wake <laughs> up to like a sopping wet hand. And he didn't want anything. He would just go lay back down and go back to sleep. And I'm like, why? Why did you? Why did you do this? So like the um, first night he was gone, my arm was off the bed, and I woke up and my hand was was sweating, like really, really sweating. It was super hot in my room, and I was like, I immediately got up and was like super excited, and then realized like, oh, I'm just drenched in sweat, 
he's not here. He's not ever going to be here again. It was sad, but uh, yeah, he was a, he was a great dog. He was a really great dog. He was just like this, (laughs) he was just like a big, dumb, dopey dog. (laughs) He was just so dopey. I miss him so much. Aww. Rest in peace. In the rainbow. Over the rainbow bridge. He's a good dog, though. He was a good dog, though. Um, I now, like, live vicariously through my sister's dog. So he he's not dumb or dopey, but he definitely does some stuff where we're just like, why did you? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Who taught you this? <laughs> and then we blame each other for it. Like, if, like, if my sister looked at me and she's like, you did that. I was like, I don't know nothing about that. That's your dog. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm not the one with the doggo. <laughs> so, um, you know, we're getting we're getting to the place where you know we're wrapping, gonna wrap up. Um, but I, I really appreciate your time here. So, a couple of things I want to do. One, I want to, you know, I th- I thank you so much for coming on here, being candid. Any last thoughts? Any last topics you want to cover um, for listeners? And then, of course, tell everybody where they can find you at. Um, if you want people contacting you, that is. Yeah. Um. Let's see. So. Um, I'm actually about to record and um, demonstrate how to defend yourself. And of course, you're going to get hit. I'm going to just put that out there right now. Like you'll never know when you're going to get hit. Um, And I can demo that for y'all. And um, I'm going to post that on my profile on Twitter um, at C-A-T-C-A-R-B-N at Cat Carbon. Um, And then I have a store. That's uh, that I sell self-defense keychains and stuff like that at Stabby Cat Studio. It's exactly how you think it's spelled. <laughs> um, you can find me there as well. And then, you know, all my links are actually like connected to both Twitters. So, yeah. Yeah. And again, um, even though my DMs aren't open right now, just send me a tweet. Just at me. I, I totally encourage it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. And anyone, if you're, you know, like I said, this is a little bit audio in there for an episode, but if you're looking for me, um, feel free to hit me up. It's at Sparky. So S-P-A-R-K-Y, Arkster, A-R-C-S-T-E-R. Hit me up. That's my handle on literally everything. You can find me super easily. Uh, my DMs are usually open. I only close them when... Um, I take little breaks just for my own mental health. So if you need anything, feel free to reach out. Kat, thank you again for coming on here. Thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you up. We'll catch you on the next one. Thanks for having me.